Okay, hello and welcome once again to the Aquarium Tip Tank Podcast. This is TJ from www.aquariumtiptank.com. I'd like to remind you to go to www.aquariumtiptank.com and sign up for your free e-updates and newsletter so you can get all of the latest tips and tricks to relaxing and enjoying your home aquarium. Today, we're going to talk a little bit more about aquarium lighting. Uh, it's been about two weeks, maybe a little over two weeks, I have to admit, since our last podcast was released, and I've narrowed down the lighting system that will work for the marine aquarium that I'm setting up. I'm pretty excited for my order to come in, and about the fact that it only took me a little over two weeks to get this podcast out and streaming. Okay, on to the rest of our um, segment, uh, our second segment about aquarium lighting. Uh, the last podcast was the first in this two-part installment about aquarium lighting. Uh, we talked about the fact that you must first have an idea of what livestock you want to keep in your aquarium tank because there are different lighting requirements for different organisms. We also went over all of the fluorescent and metal halide lighting options, and it's time to talk about the world of LED lighting. We will also go over how I came to my decision about what lighting system I wanted for my new marine aquarium. First, let's go ahead and talk about LED lighting. The biggest issue with LED lighting systems for the aquarium hobby has been the price point. The technology used to be very young and, and there weren't many manufacturers making LED lights for aquariums. Therefore, the price of an LED aquarium lighting system used to be very high. However, the price of these systems seems to be dropping a little bit. More LED aquarium systems are popping up all over the place. There are more companies making LED lighting aquarium systems. The technology of the LED has advanced, and manufacturers are finding ways to produce more systems efficiently. With a higher supply and more competition, the price of these once unattainable aquarium lighting systems is dropping. These days, you don't have to be rich and famous to use an LED uh, system to light your aquarium. The initial price of an LED system is still a little bit more expensive than an equivalent fluorescent or metal halide system, but depending on the system that you actually buy, it is possible to make up that price difference in your electrical bills and bulb replacement prices. Most manufacturers rate their LEDs to last for about 30,000 to 50,000 hours. That's about four and a half years of use if the light is on for 24 hours of every day. Since we're trying to replicate natural sunlight, and we all know that the sun is usually only up for about 12 hours of every day, therefore, you may not ever have to replace your LEDs. Now, don't get me wrong, there are plenty of very expensive LED systems out there. However, these systems are expensive because of the options that they include, such as built-in timers, integrated controllers, modular and adjustable lamp placement systems, or computer-operated wireless systems. Any type of lighting system, fluorescent, metal halide, or LED, would be expensive with these included options. LEDs also radiate radiate less heat to the aquarium water. They do generate heat, don't get me wrong, but that heat mostly stays around the single diodes themselves and has little to no impact on the aquarium and the water in the aquarium. 
Most LED systems are manufactured with a heat sink and or a cooling fan to make sure that the LEDs and their chips don't overheat. Therefore, when using an LED system, there shouldn't be a need for a chiller or any cooling fans for the aquarium due to excess radiant heat from lights. LED lighting systems can also be a perfect fit for a thriving reef aquarium. The diodes themselves are so compact that they are easy to adjust and situate around your tank in any way that you can think of. They also have systems with different combinations of LEDs. Just like the system that combines T5 high-output actinic blue fluorescent lamps with a metal halide, you can combine 10,000K daylight LEDs with 460 nanometer blue LEDs to achieve the full spectrum and power necessary for a thriving reef tank. The shimmering visual effect of LEDs is also said to be as beautiful as, if not more aesthetic, than the metal halide lamps. And LEDs are generally safer than fluorescent and metal halide bulbs. There are no metal filaments or noxious gases inside of an LED, and some even come with a water-resistant coating. You still have to make sure that you're careful and that salt creep and water splashes don't damage the heat sink or the electronics, but you won't destroy your aquarium with metal pieces or gases if something does happen. The only other problem with LED lighting system besides the price is the fact that you can't use the 3 to 5 watt per gallon rule. Honestly, the whole 3 to 5 watts per gallon is a guideline and a guideline that shouldn't necessarily be used if you're trying to care for corals or invertebrates that are difficult to care for or have specific lighting requirements. You should use a few more things and look into a few more um, requirements and a few more guidelines. A couple more pieces of criteria, basically. So, since we can't really use wattage as a basis for how much or how many LEDs we need, we need to do a little bit more research and look into other lighting criteria that will help us pick LED lights. This is really where the lighting world starts to get somewhat confusing. The two most commonly used criteria in product information for lighting systems are LUX, or the photometry of light, and PAR, PAR or photosynthetically active radiation. One lux is equal to one lumen per square meter. For a reef aquarium, the minimum light intensity should be no less than about 3,000 lux when the light reaches the deepest part of the aquarium. You can have too much lux and oversaturate as well, but that's pretty difficult. Maximum lux is about 100,000 to 120,000. PAR, and again, that's photosynthetically active radiation, is a whole lot more difficult to explain. So, I will just say that currently accepted values range from 50 micromoles for most plants and low-light corals up to values as high as 300 micromoles for corals that have very high light requirements. Of course, Kelvin rating still plays a role in LED lighting, and there are many other criteria that can be investigated and, and researched when dealing with aquarium lighting. PUR, PER, or photosynthetically usable radiation, is one of them. PUR basically deals with that fraction of PAR that is absorbed by zooanthella photopigments, thus stimulating photosynthesis. 
This calculated number could probably be more helpful than par. The problem is, not many manufacturers actually put a P PUR number on their packaging. PUR is kind of a combination of PAR and the spectrum of light that the Zuantilla use. So, if you're trying to set up a reef aquarium, there are at least three criteria that you should investigate to choose the correct LED lighting system. Your Kelvin temperature rating to mimic, mid mimic midday sunlight should be at 10,000K or higher. Lighting systems ranging anywhere from 10,000K to 20,000K should work. Get your PIR in the right range between 50 and 300 micromoles, depending on what types of corals you want to keep. And make sure that the lights are in the light spectrum of wavelengths, falling between about 400 to about 500, uh, 550 nanometers. Actually, 465 nanometers seems to be the best for Zuantile of these corals. Uh, that is why a lot of the blue actinic lights for blue LEDs will inform you that their spectrum is something like 460 nanometers, right on the side of the box. Also, you should know that PAR values vary with the depth of the water. When you find the PAR numbers for the LED system, you're looking at that they may range from 500 micromoles closest to the light at the water surface to 100 micromoles at 24 inches below the water surface when the readings are taken directly below the very center of the light. This may seem perfect, but you have to understand that those numbers will drop as you go out to the sides of the tank where the light spread only allows you to get, uh, let's say, 30 micromoles when you are 10 inches from the middle of the light and 24 inches below the, the water surface. This may still be okay, You'll just have to realize that you, uh, that you must place your invertebrates wisely and that you can't place any over in the far corner of your tank. Clear as mud, huh? So Kelvin rating, PAR, and wavelength are the, three, are the main three criteria, and make sure that you've got about 3,000 lux or more. Remember, this is lighting for marine reef invertebrates, and, and the most light-demanding corals uh, will do best with a higher PAR value of about 300 micromoles. I used these requirements as an example here because and that should really be the most intense light you need. If you're planning a fish-only tank, then any LED system should work, and you don't have to worry about all of these criteria. So, now you must be thinking, okay, after listening to all of this, I'm going to go ahead and get some LED lights from my aquarium, and they will be the best. Picking them out seems a little bit more confusing, but I've got some criteria that I can now work with to uh, and use to help me. Why didn't he just tell me that to begin with? Well, this time you'd, you'd pretty much be right. However, it is good to know what you're looking at and what your local fish store salesman is trying to sell you when you ask about lighting for your aquarium. Also, make sure you check out your price points and know how many sets of lights you'll, ha you'll have to buy for the livestock that you may want to keep in your aquarium. So next, I'm going to tell you the story of how I went about choosing the lights for the marine aquarium that I am setting up. And I'm glad that I did some research and knew a little bit about all types of lighting system when I was in my local fish store. So, here's, here's a little bit about my lighting choice for my 30-gallon marine aquarium. I walked into my local fish store a few weeks ago to grab some salt water for my 12-gallon tank that I have. 
Yes, it only costs me about $10 or less every month or so to get 10 gallons of salt water for the water changes for this small aquarium. So I basically let somebody else mix the water for me. For the bigger tank, I may mix it myself. We'll see. I digress. I start talking to the salesperson on staff there about my plan for this 30-gallon tank that I've acquired. It will be salt water, and I want to start with some live rock and live sand, cycle, cycle the tank properly, and then slowly uh, start adding some fish. For a little while, as I make sure everything is going smoothly, it, will, it is going to be a fish-only with live rock type of setup. Then, I'll start adding some invertebrates. With lighting, he immediately says, something, says to me something like, Yes, you'll have to get uh, rid of the normal output fluorescent fixtures that you have now and upgrade a little bit to these T5 high output fixtures that I have. That should work fine uh, for your setup and you should be able to have a few low light intro level corals like some mushrooms in there as well. I've got that set up over here uh, for about $60. I immediately say to him, well... What if I want to have some hard corals, like some SPS, that's small polyp stonies, and LPS, that's large polyp stony corals, in there that might require more light? He answers, well, then you'd have to go with a lighting system like the one over here with the metal halide. I say, okay, and ask a few more questions about a couple of other things, politely pay for my salt water, and head out the door to do a little more research on my own. Everything my local fish store was saying was correct, but I don't think he quite understood what I was actually looking to do with the tank. I guess I didn't clearly express that someday, maybe several months down the road. I do want to try and keep some of the light-hungry hard corals. I also don't want to buy a lighting system such as the T5 high output he was trying to sell me just to turn around in a few months and need to buy something completely different. I started thinking about price points and doing some calculations in my head. So, say I just went ahead and started with the $60 option of the T5 high output system that had two T5 high output bulbs in it. Then, I would probably need another set and add some blue actinic bulbs to it, and that would get me up to about $120. But I'd still be pretty worried about the fact that I may not be able to keep some of the corals that demand more light. I'll also throw this out there real quick. When talking to the salesman at the local fish store, I told him that my tank was 24 inches wide. Most tanks are 24 inches or 36 inches. The 24-inch number was what I was going with at the time. So, I start looking and doing some research. I'm really interested in all the possibility of, of LED lighting. Actually, I love gadgets and technologies. After all, I do have a mechanical engineering degree. And these days, the big buzz around the reef aquariums is the possibility of a reef-capable LED system. In my research, I find the Marineland 18 to 24-inch reef-capable LED system for $160. I think to myself, well, perfect. Why would I spend $120 for the T5 high output systems that I would need when I can spend just $40 up front, just 40 more dollars up front, but then never have to replace a bulb and keep my electricity bill a little bit lower? So I start looking at specifications and those criteria that we talked about, par, lux, 
Kelvin temperature rating, uh, things like that, um, and the wavelength and spectrum. I also remeasured my tank to figure out uh, that it was actually 30 inches wide. Well, that started making things a little more difficult due to the fact that most tanks and lighting systems are for 24 inches or 36 inches. But Marineland does have a 24 to 36 inch version of their reef-capable LED systems. It's just $225 instead of $160. However, from a quick search online, it looks like I'd have to spend about $180 for a 30-inch T5 high-output setup. That's $90 for one fixture, and I'd almost definitely had to have, had to, have to add another or switch to metal halides. Not exactly what I want to do, and the $45 difference for the LEDs is still okay with me. Alright, back to the specs. It's good to know that the maximum water depth in my tank in my tank is 18 inches. It is 30 inches wide, and it's 12 inches long from, from front to back. I, I guess that length would be the other dimension here when I talk about that 12 inches from front to back. So, from the middle of the lighting system... I only need about 6 inches of light spread on each side. The 24 to 36 inch Marineland reef capable LED fixture has 23 10,000K 1 watt white LEDs and 4 460 nanometer 1 watt blue LEDs. So far the Kelvin rating and spectrum of blue lighting with the help of a few uh, blue LEDs sounds great. Then I start looking at the illustration with PAR and LUX readings for the Marineland Reef-capable LED fixture. At 12 inches, directly below the light, in the direct middle of the light, the readings that they give are 130 PAR and 12,700 LUX. Now, for my calculations, the legs that I, I would use to mount this light on my tank are 1.25 inches tall. Therefore, I would be getting a, a 130 par and 12,700 lux at 10.75 inches of water depth. The illustration shows that at 24 inches directly at 24 inches directly below the middle of the lights, the par reading is 64, and the lux reading is 5,870. That would obviously be uh, be deeper than my tank, but those are the numbers that I have to go up that I have to go with. I immediately noticed that this light is not going to give me a 300 par reading that I might need to keep some very light demanding corals. I realize that the highest par reading they give is 10.75 inches under the water and that the par probably goes up the closer that it gets to the light. Maybe the par approaches 175 at the surface of the water. I don't really know and again, these are the only numbers that I have to go by. At 3 inches out from the center of the light and 10.75 inches deep in my tank, the readings are 61 par and 5,220 lux. At 6 inches out from the center of the light, or at my tank's walls, and 10.75 inches deep in my tank, the readings are 21 par and 1,850 lux. Let's think about all those numbers for a few minutes. If I were to use this light for my tank, 
I could probably have a very nice reef. I could probably keep some very low light demanding corals on the bottom of the tank, about three inches in from all the sides, and put some corals that are in the mid-range of light demand closer to the top and the middle of the tank. But I probably could not keep the most light demanding corals. I could try, and it might just work. But I go back to my original argument of making sure that I don't have to buy a whole new lighting system when I go to put those light-demanding corals in my tank. I think I want a light that puts out a minimum of 300 par at the water surface. I may even want more than that at the water surface because clams and, and SPS corals generally require 300 plus par. If I'm ever going to keep a clam, it probably won't be at the very surface of the water. However, the reviews that are listed are pretty good, and other hobbyists seem to enjoy these Marineland LED lights. But I'm still going to do a little more research and see what else is out there. I do a quick search and find EcoRay. They're basically boasting high-par LED lighting systems. The less expensive of their lights is the EcoRay 60D at $289. The specs are these. 30, white, high power, 1 watt, 12,000 to 16,000 K LEDs. 30, royal blue, high power, 1 watt, 450 to 650 nanometer LEDs. Overall color temperature of 20,000 K to 25,000 K. Uh, 62 watts, 110 volts to 240 volts. Dual 12-foot electrical cords to, pu to plug blues and whites into separate timers. A built-in fan. All aluminum housing, that is 14 inches by 8.5 inches by 2.34 inches and 8.2 pounds. Supporting L-brackets and hanging wires are included. Oh, and a 150 par at 24 inches deep around an 18 by 13 inch area, increasing to 500 plus par at, two, at 24 inches deep around the center. These specs seem to be pretty perfect in my opinion. The only issue that I see is this 18 by 13 inch light spread value that they give. My tank is 30 inches by 12 inches. So there's the possibility that with this light, there would be 6 inches on each side of the tank that isn't getting 150 par at the bottom. EcoRay does suggest placing the light higher above the water level for larger coverage. And my tank is actually only 18 inches deep. All these par values that I've been giving you are for 24 inches deep. So I could put the light 6 inches above the water level and be getting these numbers over an 18 inch by 13 inch area of my tank. And that's 150 par at the deepest portion of that 18 inch by 13 inch area. I've got to assume that the par drops off the wider that area gets, but it probably doesn't drop all the way down to 55. Therefore, I could probably keep some low light mushroom corals on the bottom and all around the sides of my tank at that 18 by 13 inch area. EcoRay does suggest two 60D fixtures for a three foot wide by 15 inch length front to back tank. But my tank is six inches less wide and three inches less long front to back. 
it is an interesting conundrum of whether or not I would need two EcoRay 60D light systems to, to light my tank. So I do a little bit more research. I come across the EcoZotic Panorama Pro LED fixtures. There are about $380 for the 18-inch, and the 24-inch is about $475. This is a fairly significant price jump, considering that the least expensive option is almost $100 more expensive than the EcoRay 60D that I think I could get to work for my tank. However, the great thing about these lights is how modular they are. It's basically a fixture with adjustable LED light strips or what they call the Panorama Pro LED modules inside it. The 18-inch fixture comes with three of these light modules, two 12,000K 12, white slash 445 nanometer blue module modules and one 445 nanometer blue module. And you can add up to four more of these modules for a total of seven LED light strips or seven Panorama Pro LED modules, as they call them. These lights are also dimmable. They have two inline on-off switches with dimmer control, four different mounting options, a 14,000K rating at full power. So, what spec haven't I given you so far? Yes, that's right the par values. My issue is that I can't find any par values for the system. It's fairly new, and it may actually be because it is modular. You put more lighting modules into the fixture, and maybe the par increases. However, it would be nice to know what the par of the inbox package with the supplied LED modules is. I also can't seem to find the light spread. I don't really know if I would need the 18-inch fixture or if I would have to pay more for the 24-inch fixture. On the one hand, I say to myself, well, the EcoRay 60D system is only 14 inches by 8.5 inches. The 18-inch version of the EcoZotic Panorama Pro LED fixture would work just fine. But I also know all of the specs of the EcoRay 60D system. If I bought the 18-inch Ecozotic Panorama Pro LED system, would it be enough light for my tank? Would I have to buy more of their LED modules? Would I have to buy their 24-inch fixture? These are all the things that I think I need to know if I were to purchase the Ecozotic Panorama Pro LED fixture. However, the modular, dimmable capabilities of it seem really nice. Are they $100 extra dollars for the fixture alone nice? I ask myself that question, and my answer is no. The EcoRay 60D is the way I'm going to go. I have all of the specs for it, and I know that it will allow me to keep every type of livestock that I want somewhere in the aquarium tank that I have. I may have to place certain corals in the correct places, but you have to do that with almost every tank anyway. I also understand that it may be too bright. But an easy solution to that is to just hang the light higher or further away from the surface of the water to get the lighting correct. It is only $289. It has the two plugs so that the white LEDs and blue LEDs can be put on different timers. They're not dimmable, but I think I'll be okay with that. It's also not modular. 
I will have to buy something completely different if I want to add or change some lighting effects in my tank. For the price, I'm also going to accept that. I just know that there are some flexible mount LEDs and add-ons that are on the market for less than $100. So, it's time to sum everything up. And there you go. One, it still does not have to be overly expensive to set up and care for a home aquarium. It may cost a few hundred dollars, but $289 to be able to keep every type of livestock that I th can think of isn't that bad. A metal halide system to light my tank would be just as expensive, if not more, right out of the box, before you even start to think about bulbs and electricity bills. If my main goal was to keep the aquarium super cheap, then I wouldn't have to decide that I wanted to keep SPS corals that have the high light demand at all. I could just keep a fish-only tank and keep what I have and go ahead on with, what, with everything that I already have. Two, you can't follow the 3 to 5 watts per gallon rule with LED lighting. Their light is much, much brighter at lower wattages. You have to look at more criteria, which are Kelvin rating, PAR, which is 55 to 300 micromoles, wavelength spectrum, about 400 to 550 nanometers, and LUX, above 3000. And three, after much research and deliberation, I have decided to order an EcoRay 60D LED lighting system to light my 30-gallon marine aquarium. So, go ahead and tell us how your aquarium is coming along at www.aquariumtiptank.com and sign up for our free e-updates and newsletter. That's it. I'm going to go out and order that EcoRay 60D LED lighting system. I can't wait till it comes in and I can get it set up. And we'll be back with more aquarium tips in about two weeks. What? <laughs>